0: Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery.
1: Tonight on this Friday, the new information about the Americans being held as prisoners after fighting for Ukraine. We talk to their families. THE DISTURBING NEW VIDEO TONIGHT OF TWO MILITARY VETERANS CAPTURED ON THE BATTLEFIELD IN UKRAINE. OUR INTERVIEW WITH THE MOTHER OF ONE OF THE MISSING. SUMMER TRAVEL CHAOS. IT'S BEEN TERRIBLE. WE'RE GOING ON 14 HOURS NOW. THE NIGHTMARE AT AIRPORTS. MORE THAN 17,000 FLIGHTS CANCELLED OR DELAYED. THE TIPS YOU SHOULD KNOW AHEAD OF YOUR NEXT TRIP. COVID shots for kids. Tonight, the long wait is over with shipments of vaccines for children as young as six months old, as the FDA gives its stamp of approval. Gun violence in America. The church potluck that turned deadly. The new information from police about the elderly alleged gunman. The medical debt crisis in America. More than 100 million Americans are affected. What you can do to protect yourself. Two men arrested after allegedly harassing a black teen and destroying the car he was driving. Tonight, the new video. Watergate, 50 years later. CBS News looks back on the scandal that led to the downfall of a president. And on the road, at a high school graduation that included cheers, diplomas, and plenty of tears.
2: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. From the nation's capital.
1: Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Friday night. As we come on the air tonight, the State Department is scrambling for information on three Americans who've gone missing in the war in Ukraine. Their families are anxiously awaiting any news. All three served in the U.S. military and traveled into the war zone to help the Ukrainians fight the Russians. Well, today, Russian media showed video of two of the men, Alexander Juki and Andy Wynn, apparently in Russian custody. But tonight, we're not gonna play the audio on this video so as not to play into any propaganda. The pair vanished about a week ago in eastern Ukraine, where the fighting has been brutal. Russian forces are out to crush Ukrainian resistance and take control of the entire Donbass region. Well, today, President Biden says the U.S. doesn't know where the two men are and said Americans should stay out of Ukraine. There's a lot to get to this evening. CBS's Chris Livesay is going to lead us off tonight from Ukraine. Good evening, Chris.
3: Good evening, Nora. The Kremlin says it doesn't know anything about American prisoners in Russia, but members of their squadron tell us images of them in Russian hands are undeniably real. They're alive, but in Russian custody and forced to speak Russian. A member of their squad tells CBS News they are 100% certain the video and this photo are real, all circulating in Russian media.
4: It's his body language. It's his voice.
3: We spoke to the mother of Alex Drukey. It
4: sounds like him. It looks like him. But he did stress that if there was ever a video shown of him to not believe anything that he said, to know that he was being coerced into saying what they wanted put out.
3: CBS News spoke to another American who says he fought alongside Drukey and Andy Wynn. He asked not to be identified.
5: We knew that by going over there, and serving for the government of Ukraine that little to no protections would be extended to us and that the United States government would be powerless to help us.
3: It may be Ukraine's war, Dude, that was right behind you. but more and more Americans are fighting in it. Now a third American fighter has gone missing on the front lines. Retired Marine Captain Grady Karpassi, a 20-year veteran, reportedly disappeared after taking small arms fire in the Kherson region. FOR THOSE CAPTURED, THEIR FATE rests IN THE HANDS OF RUSSIA, WHERE LAWMAKERS ARE ALREADY DISCUSSING THE DEATH PENALTY. IF YOU COULD SAY ANYTHING TO THE PEOPLE WHO HE'S WITH RIGHT NOW, WHAT WOULD YOU SAY?
4: TO TREAT BOTH OF THE BOYS IN HUMANE, YOU KNOW, GIVE THEM HUMANE TREATMENT AND, UM, AND JUST, YOU KNOW, TAKE CARE OF THEM.
3: Now, a member of their squadron tells us Druki and Wynne fired on a Russian vehicle the night they disappeared. That act, he says, was nothing short of heroic and probably saved the lives of everyone else there. Nora.
1: Mm, Chris Livesay, thank you. Well, today in Alabama, we learned the sad news that a third person has died following a church shooting near Birmingham. And we're learning more about the elderly suspect who is charged with capital murder. He's also a licensed firearms dealer. Here's CBS's Mark Strassman. St. Stephen's, an active
5: shooter incident with injuries. St. is not secure. Gunshots at a Thursday evening potluck supper. Mostly seniors sharing fellowship at St. Stephen's Episcopal Church outside Birmingham. And an occasional attendee of the church that I will only identify as a white male was at the dinner. At some point, he produced a handgun and began shooting, striking three victims. Local news reports say a visitor calling himself Mr. Smith sat alone. Longtime church member Walter Bart Rainey invited him to join the group. Smith declined and later suddenly started firing a handgun. Among those killed, the 84-year-old Rainey, 75-year-old Sarah Yeager, and 84-year-old Jane Pounds, who died from her wounds today. Suspect Robert Finley Smith was stopped when another church member hit him with a chair. The person that subdued him is a hero. Coincidentally, today is the seventh anniversary of the Mother Emanuel church shooting in Charleston, South Carolina. In a racist rampage, gunman Dylan Roof killed nine parishioners meeting in fellowship. The FBI reports active shooter incidents jumped more than 50 percent last year from 2020 and almost 100 percent since 2017. Public records list the suspect as a master gunsmith. Not only is he in custody, but investigators have begun to search his home. They're hoping it helps explain this latest unthinkable moment of American gun violence. Nora?
1: Unthinkable is right, Mark Strassman, thank you. Tonight we got a taste of what another presidential run by Donald Trump would look like as he used a speech at a pro-faith event. TO BITTERLY DENOUNCE THE JANUARY 6th INVESTIGATION AND MOCK HIS ENEMIES. THE FORMER PRESIDENT DENIED CALLING MIKE PENCE A WIMP AND SURPRISED MANY WHEN HE SUGGESTED THAT HE WOULD PARDON THE MORE THAN 800 RIOTERS WHO HAVE BEEN CHARGED FOR STORMING THE U.S. CAPITOL. CBS'S SCOTT MCFARLAND HAS THE NEW DETAILS.
6: PRESIDENT TRUMP, WHO WAS FURIOUS WITH THE TESTIMONY OF HIS FORMER AIDES AT THURSDAY'S JANUARY 6TH HEARING, TODAY TOOK ON DEFENDING THE riotous MOB THAT STORMED THE CAPITOL saying he'd free them if he returns to the White House.
7: And if I become president someday, if I decide to do it, I will be looking at them very, very seriously for pardons. Very, very seriously.
6: The January 6th committee accused Trump of inflaming the crowd and putting the then-vice president's life in danger after he refused Trump's request, request to block certification sustained. of the election. Despite being told it was illegal, Trump still believes Pence should have done it.
7: Mike did not have the courage to act.
6: Pence, a potential rival of Trump's in 2024, stood by his decision.
7: I'll always believe
5: that I did my duty that day.
6: The former president spent much of the afternoon rewriting history. The attack on the Capitol led to five deaths. He claimed that wasn't true, except for rioter Ashley Babbitt, part of the mob trying to break into the House chamber.
7: Nobody was killed except for a wonderful young woman named Ashley Babbitt, who was viciously shot and in my opinion, for absolutely no reason, by a police officer.
6: Trump even claimed the crowd was unarmed.
7: There were no guns. I heard they didn't have one gun.
6: Just today, an Indiana man admitted in court that he carried a gun onto Capitol grounds. Trump used the phrase insurrection hoax to describe an attack that injured nearly 140 police officers and preceded a series of suicides by responding officers. A source close to the former president says Trump's anger at the House hearings is prodding Trump to run again. Nora.
1: Scott, thank you. Let's turn now to the travel chaos heading into the holiday weekend. Airlines have canceled more than 3,000 flights and delayed another 14,000 more in the U.S. over the last two days as the summer travel season kicks into high gear. Pack your patience as long lines and hours-long delays are the norm in both airports here at home and around the world. Weather and staff shortages are the main cause. CBS's Errol Burnett is at Newark where a quarter of the flights were delayed today very irritated ready to get
5: on a plane and get to my final destination.
7: From long lines at LaGuardia to cancellation boards in Boston, some flyers are experiencing a painful start to the long weekend. I sat with four hours on the runway here.
4: We have been at various airports today for, for over 12 hours.
7: Since Thursday, more than 3,000 U.S. flights have been canceled, mostly due to weather, dwarfing the 2,700 cut over Memorial Day weekend.
0: We're supposed to go to London for a trip for my wife. Wife and I, and our trip's getting cut short.
7: Travelers in Europe are also suffering with mass cancellation plaguing flyers at London's Gatwick and Amsterdam's Schiphol airports, which implemented limits on passenger traffic. The staffing problem, especially for pilots and flight attendants, is a major factor. Travel analyst Henry hardevelt says stateside it may be months before things improve. I do believe that the airlines will be better staffed by the end of the year transportation secretary Pete Buttigieg called a meeting with airline CEOs Thursday to ensure people get where they need to be this summer and all this comes as average air ticket prices continue to pinch up $100 compared to this time last year is it fair to describe flying in America now as paying more for less
0: Airlines are selling every seat they possibly can. People aren't being served as well as anybody wants, certainly not as well as passengers expect.
7: Now with the 4th of July holiday weekend fast approaching, there's just no indication we've seen the last of these mass cancellations. And so travel experts suggest protecting yourself Book direct routes, add flight insurance, and as painful as this sounds for some of us, show up at the airport an hour earlier than you're used to, Nora, because commercial aviation remains as unpredictable as ever.
1: You must know me, Errol. I have trouble getting to the airport early. Thank you. All right. Tonight, the youngest Americans are another step closer to getting COVID vaccines as soon as next week. The FDA authorized vaccines by Moderna and Pfizer for babies, toddlers, and preschoolers. The final decision will be made by the CDC, which could happen just this weekend. All right. In tonight's Health Watch, we will take a look at the growing crisis of medical debt in America. According to a Kaiser Family Foundation poll, 25 percent of adults with medical debt owe oh, more than five thousand dollars in a partnership with kaiser health news cbs's anna Werner takes a look at the devastating costs it's having on families
4: jim and cindy powers medical debt struggles began in 2004 when cindy required emergency surgery to repair a life-threatening abdominal obstruction in the hospital she says she contracted MRSA a potentially deadly bacterial infection leading to 18 more surgeries over five years
2: it was Frightening at times because I knew of at least three times where she died on the operating table and they had to restart her heart.
4: Stressful enough, but then
2: the bills started piling in.
4: The bills, despite having insurance, nearly fifty thousand dollars worth. And then they learned there was more.
2: A quarter million dollars.
4: A quarter of a million dollars. Yeah. That they expected you to pay?
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
4: So in 2009, they filed for Chapter 13 bankruptcy, allowing them to keep their house, or so they thought. Four years later, the bank foreclosed on their home. It just kept getting worse and worse and worse. It was hopeless. Many face similar situations. A poll by the Kaiser Family Foundation finds in the past five years, more than half of U.S. adults have gone into debt because of medical or dental bills. Nearly one in five say they don't expect to ever pay it off.
6: It comes down to prices. Care just costs so much more in the United States than almost anywhere else in the world.
4: Health policy researcher Dr. Aaron Carroll.
6: There's just very few people that can pay out of pocket for medical expenses. And even with insurance, unfortunately, it can be too much of a burden for average Americans and certainly lots of Americans.
4: A burden Cindy Powers carries daily. What's it like for you? Um, Guilt. Uh, shame. Shame? Yeah. What, shame for being sick? Yeah, because I cost us so much money and so much heartache. But you, you couldn't control that? No, but the guilt and shame is still there. Emotional and financial pain endured by too many. In Greeley, Colorado, Anna Werner, CBS News.
1: Well, our partners at Kaiser Health News have come up with some tips to help you deal with medical debt, Debt, like understand what your insurance covers, you can ask medical providers for financial assistance, never get one of those medical credit cards, and remember, you can negotiate with your medical providers. All right, well, it happened 50 years ago today, the Watergate break-in that ultimately led to President Richard Nixon's resignation. Our Leslie Stahl was a rookie CBS News reporter assigned to the story, which was initially thought to be just a petty crime.
4: Very few news organizations thought it registered as a story at all. But CBS had a sort of scent about this. The assignment editor seizes a break-in at the National Democratic Committee. He looks around the newsroom, there's no one, so he sends a new kid.
2: Police arrested five men in the Watergate with bugging equipment and copying cameras.
4: They sent me to the arraignment. As the testimony went forward, you became more and more suspicious. There were $100 bills with consecutive numbers. These guys were Cubans. You kept sitting up. Thinking, why, this is not just a third rate burglary.
1: Well, there's a lot more from Leslie in a See It Now studio special, Watergate High Crimes in the White House that starts at nine eight central right here on CBS. I am watching that. Get started at Angie.com, that's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Tonight in Florida, two white men are under arrest after being accused of harassing a black teenager and severely damaging his car as he drove through their Sanford neighborhood. One man is heard telling the teenager to get out of my neighborhood. It is the same town where Trayvon Martin was shot and killed by George Zimmerman in 2012. All right, tonight, officials at Yellowstone National Park say the southern half could reopen as soon as next week. The northern area will stay off limits because of the devastating flood this week. Montana Governor Greg Gianforte was back at work today. He'd been criticized for not returning sooner from a vacation in Italy. High school graduation is a time to celebrate a student's accomplishments. CBS's Steve Hartman goes on the road to find that some of life's biggest lessons happen outside the classroom.
2: Mike and Tracy Tebow always believed that time heals all wounds. But that belief faded last fall when their 18-year-old son, Jake, was paralyzed in a hockey game.
0: Like, I don't know how time's going to take care of this because he couldn't cut a piece of steak, couldn't sit up, couldn't, you know,
2: put shoes on. Plus, Jake's goal in life had always been to play college hockey, and his parents couldn't imagine how long it would take him to find new purpose. They really couldn't imagine. Jake had just found out he would likely never walk again when his high school principal came to visit him in the hospital here. And whether Jake got caught up in the moment or was simply in denial, he made a bold prediction that day. I don't remember much, but I vividly remember saying to him, like, I will walk at graduation. What was that based on? I have no clue, honestly, I just said it, I was like, I'm going to walk at graduation. He was so positive. Todd Bland is head of school at Milton Academy outside Boston. Uh,
6: In a moment like that, you want to be encouraging, but you don't want to assure something that you're um, not sure can happen. So he simply
2: said, that's wonderful, Jake. So that just kind of became his goal. If I set something, I'm going to do what it takes to, to get to it. And from that day on, Jake immersed himself in therapy, doing way more than was asked of him in the slim hope that one day he could do that walk. Jake Morris Tebow under his own power.
6: I was so in the zone that I just kind of got a sense of like, you can do it.
2: Nine months work for 30 steps and then he looks up and he just has this huge smile on his face. One
6: of the most special moments I've ever experienced. It motivates me to just just go harder than ever to,
4: to beat this.
2: Next goal, to walk without support. And soon, because although time may heal all wounds, Jake Tebow isn't waiting. Steve Hartman, on the road, in Boston.
1: We are rooting for you, Jake. Last night in Boston, Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors won their fourth NBA championship in the last eight years. Curry, the finals MVP, celebrated with his dad as he cried tears of joy after winning another title. That's nice. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Have a great weekend.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app